everyone! Welcome to the show! It's time for another Chuck Series Companion! And I am your host, the Jstrom. Welcome to the show! If you're here, if you're listening, that means you love the show Chuck just as much as I do, if not more! Which isn't possible. Come on! <laughs> but seriously, folks, thank you so much for listening. On this episode, we are going to cover Season 2, Episode 7, Chuck versus the Fat Lady. Now, in this episode, we are right in the thick of the Jill arc, so we'll be continuing with Jordana Brewster in the storyline, and that'll be exciting. But before we get to that, I want to remind you that you could visit my Chuck blog, chuckpodcast.blogspot.com, the official blog for the Chuck series companion. It's there where I post every episode of the podcast, and I do a little blog write-up on each one, share my thoughts share links to my favorite songs from the episode, and even link to some other recaps and stuff. So I hope you guys will check that out. Also, feel free to send me some feedback. Send me an email at nimpodcast at gmail.com, or you can send me a voicemail at 1206-309-4729. Also, feel free to subscribe to the show on iTunes. That way you see whenever a new episode comes out. Also, feel free to rate the show or write a review for the iTunes. I'd really appreciate that. It would be awesome. Now, this episode originally aired on November 17th, 2008, and it was written by Matthew Lau. Matthew Lau was a story editor on Chuck for over 22 episodes. He also wrote three episodes of Chuck in all. Previously, he wrote Chuck vs. the Marlin, and this will be his second writing duty. And he'll write another one later on in Season 2, and we'll talk about that when it happens. This episode was directed by Jeffrey Hunt. This guy is what you would call a veteran television director. He's directed many episodes of The Vampire Diaries, Hawaii Five-O, The Originals, Persons of Interest, CSI just all sorts of TV shows, including one episode of Chuck. So this is his episode, and that's pretty cool. I'm glad that he got to work Chuck into his uh, resume. <laughs> now, if you guys will remember, at the end of the last episode, Chuck versus the X, Chuck and Jill, they were kissing. They saved the day from that horrible toxic gas that got out there in the bioconference. He saved Casey. It was very funny. So now, Chuck and Jill are kind of, let's see where this relationship goes. But as this episode begins, it kind of opens in the midst of things. We hear that awesome Tim Jones music. Everything's kind of like action-y. Uh, we see Chuck, and we're not sure who's with him yet. And he's sneaking around. Uh, it's, it seems like a, a, like a real spy mission is going on. Central will be blind for 20 seconds. And Chuck opens the door to the roof and he seems really confident there. And wait, what's this? It's Chuck and Jill and they're on the roof of the Buy More. Ah, you fooled me, TV show. 
Ah, welcome to the world of international espionage. Very handy for picnics. Say, I still can't wrap my head around the idea of you as a spy. You never told me how that happened. Ah, well, you don't choose your profession, Jill. The right job chooses you. Still, never would have guessed it. Well, how about you soak up this romantic view? Yeah, real romantic. What? This is the Bymore roof. You smell that? You smell what you're smelling right now? That is rarefied air that very few people ever get to experience. Not to mention the fact that there aren't a lot of places I can go that aren't under constant surveillance. The government finds me very, very valuable. I can't say that I blame them. The music swells, and Chuck and Jill kiss, and then, wait, what's this? What's this whirring sound, this servo motor? (laughs) Chuck turns to the right, and he realizes there's a camera on the roof, and it's spying on him. Gotta be kidding. Wait, hold on. And then we see that it's, of course, Casey spying on him and Sarah just telling Casey, come on, give the guy a break. Amateur. Casey, is that necessary? But how much trouble can he get into on a date? It's Bartelski. You're pretty nonchalant about your supercomputer boyfriend trying to browse someone else's network. Well, I am just his cover girlfriend. Chuck's entitled to a real one. Now, Sarah looks like she's trying to handle this Chuck and Jill thing like a trooper, but you can tell it's weighing on her. She obviously has feelings for Chuck, and she's just trying to do her job. The funniest part about this scene, though, is that Chuck is ranting to the camera the entire time, and they're not listening to a word he's saying. They're just not listening, and that's that's what makes it funny. But then General Beckman pops up, and she has a mission for the team. Major Casey, Agent Walker. I have the intel on your new mission, but it's going to require some unorthodox reconnaissance. Turns out our deceased doctor, Guy Lafleur, obtained a list of CIA code names for the agents he worked with. We have reason to believe it's a list of fulcrum operatives. This may be our only chance to find the corrupt agents within our ranks. Great. Where's the list now? Intel thinks it's hidden in Guy's hotel room at the Waldron. We have to get that list before Fulcrum does. You need to take the intersect in off the record and see if he can flash. Perhaps Chuck can find out where the list is hidden. You want us to break into a government-controlled crime scene? It's the FBI. How hard can it be? Yeah, no kidding, Casey. Dumb FBI. Bogey at five. I'll handle this. Uh Uh-oh, looks like Chuck is in the orange-orange and... He's pretty upset about being spied on all the time. He just wants some alone time with Jill. Is that so much to ask? Really? A camera on the roof because of what? All the terrorist activity on top of the Bymore? Okay, Casey may have been a little aggressive, but we just received our new mission. Already? Tomorrow, we're going to break into Gila Flores' hotel room. We think he might have a list of all the fulcrum agents that were blackmailing him. Wow, okay. Uh, Can we talk about this tomorrow? Because I have Jill waiting for me in the car. Of course. Okay, thanks. Chuck, is everything all right? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Why do you ask? Or is this, is this some spy thing, some psych evaluation or something like that? It's a friend thing. I just want to make sure you're okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm great. Being with Jill is, is, 
It's like having my old life back, you know? And not to bash on our cover, but I'd forgotten what it's like to be with someone who knows the real me. Well, from everything I've seen, she seems like a great girl. Well, if you could see a little less, maybe ease up on the whole Chuck Bartowski 24-hour surveillance. Yeah, I'll talk to Casey. You deserve your privacy, Chuck. Thank you. Okay. Mm, yeah, I'm going to say this is killing her. <laughs> okay, let's cut to the buy more. And Emmett is doing paperwork. And he seems to notice something very peculiar about this paperwork. Chuck Bartowski does a lot of off-site installs. Very interesting. I like how Emmett writes down, where does Chuck go? <laughs> So now Chuck is talking to Casey in the buy more and he's like, so he was trying to get the feelers out. Did Sarah talk to Casey about maybe lining up on the surveillance? So Sarah said there's going to be an easing up on the Chuck surveillance. A government asset, Chuck. Sometimes your personal life has to take a back seat. We tried the back seat. You have a camera in the car, too. Come on. How many how many second chances you get with the one who got away? Plus, you already knows I'm a, you know. I'm not even interested in my own feelings, Bartowski. Keep your mind on the mission. We leave in 10. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. I don't even care about my own feelings. <laughs> now, as Casey goes off to prepare for the mission, we have Morgan, and he's really excited to show Chuck something. Hey, Chuck. Morning, Chuck. Canada has just delivered its most delightful gift since Shania Twain. Behold. The Q36 game copier. Check it out. Now all we have to do is rent a game, rip it, and we never have to pay for our entertainment again. Yeah. Big Mike's going to be thrilled seeing as how we sell video games. Come on, dude. This thing can ignore all forms of copy protection. It can copy anything. Highly illegal. Watch out, Morgan. Here's Emmett. What's illegal, gentlemen? Going to smoke some weed on your lunch break? Little reefer. I love Chuck's reaction when he says that, like, huh? Ganja. I have heard the loading dock is like a five for fighting concert. <laughs> so fierce. Chuck, can I see my office, please? Uh, sorry, Emmett can't, gotta go. Oh, really? Where? It's, uh, it's an offside install. It's probably gonna take a while, so. See ya. An offside install, just like all those papers Emmett just looked at. Something's going on here, and I have a feeling Emmett's going to get to the bottom of it. Now let's cut to Chuck's house, and Chuck is preparing for the mission. And Jill seems really curious about how the whole cover girlfriend thing works. You're going to a hotel tonight with your cover girlfriend? Well, uh, you know, I mean, if it's any comfort, overnight missions normally involve Casey and a whole lot of firearms. So, nothing romantic about it. So what's this Sarah like? Is she, is she pretty? Um, well, I, I could understand how a typical heterosexual male might find her aesthetically pleasing. You know, and if someone were to ask me, Chuck, technically, objectively, do you find your CIA handler Sarah attractive? Then I might say technically, objectively. Sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, a little, you know, something like that. Mm. And all those missions you go on, it's not exciting and romantic. 
Look, you got it all wrong, babe. There is nothing about this job that's glamorous or sexy. so funny they open the door and there's sarah she's in like thigh high leather boots fishnet stockings and this hot slinky red dress and she's stuffing a gun into her boot and chuck says what we're all thinking hi <laughs> and i love jill's face too that's hilarious and then there's this comical wink that sarah gives him that I, you know how sometimes Chuck sees Sarah from a distance and he sees the wind blowing through her hair and then she winks or she kisses him or something. I'm thinking the wink, was that in his imagination or did that really happen? I don't know. <laughs> now let's cut to the late Guy Lafleur's hotel and the gang is there for the mission and Chuck's wondering if, uh... Really, Sarah needs to be wearing this outfit. What exactly is going on? It's not really looking good with Jill. Was it absolutely necessary for you to dress up like a... An escort? Yeah, yeah, an escort. And why exactly is Mr. Carmichael paying you to have sex with me? Him. The laundry is notorious for its high-end businessmen and their trysts. It's our cover, so sell it. Wonder how much that costs. And I love Casey's bellhop outfit. It's hilarious. I've got the security feed. Looks like the FBI has Guy's room on lockdown. We won't be asking permission before we slip in. We'll just enter through the ventilation system. Now, cut into the ventilation system, and Casey, Sarah, and Chuck are making their way to Guy Lafleur's room. Hey! Hey! How long is this going to take? Bartowski, you got a date. Actually, yes. Ow. You okay? Why don't you just call ahead and let them know we're coming? Sorry. Any answer trying to figure out what time I'm going to be home? Well, just do the cover, man. How long would it take for a businessman to have sex with a prostitute? Uh-oh, Chuck is accidentally calling Jill, who it looks like is still at his house. One thing I wonder is, like, where's Ellie right now? Remember how Ellie freaked out about Chuck seeing Jill? It would be weird if she showed up and Jill was there, but that never happened, so we don't have to worry about it. Hello? Sarah, you think it shouldn't take us more than an hour to have sex from start to finish? Uh-huh. And begin. What am I doing wrong here? Well, just move your hips a little to the left. What? What? Okay. Okay. Wait. This, this is way more exhausting than I thought it would be. Well, we can't just race right through it. Wait, your knees are hurting? hurting? Did you go to a school or nothing? Yes. Well, Jill was having none of that. <laughs> it's so silly. <laughs> Now, cut to the buy more, and Morgan's on his way to the break room for a snack. Hey, how are you? Hello, Emmett. I was just coming in here to get a snack. Oh, you do not need a snack. Please. Morgan, I want you to imagine for a moment that buy more is a country. Ah, buy more, yeah. Yes. 
How did you know? I've thought about it for years. This is fantastic. <laughs> Now, imagine that all its employees are the states that make up this great nation. Yeah, I can dig it. And, view if you will, one of these states is looking to secede from the Union. Chuck. Well, dude, wait a minute. You're questioning Chuck's patriotism towards Bimoria? No. Where does he go all the time? I don't see receipts for all the off-site installs he does. What is he into, Morgan? Uppers? Glue? A baby mama? Dude, you are out of your mind. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm so far out of my mind that I've gotten myself all crawled up inside of yours. Let's see. Ooh. <laughs> Here's a picture of Morgan and Anna in the home theater room. Ah, uh, this isn't good, Morgan. This could be grounds for deportation from Bimoria. You wouldn't. Help me, Morgan. Help me help Chuck. Chuck doesn't need our help. Yeah, Chuck's got it all handled, Emmett. Now, cut back to the hotel room and... Here's some of those lame FBI agents Casey's always talking about. Amateurs. It don't matter what you said. Afternoon guard duty's been boring. Yeah, sure is. What are you doing up there? Help! Shh. It's the FBI. They're dumb. Not deaf. Thanks. <laughs> Poor Chuck. Now what's this? A van pulls up and it's Tuttle Electric. Now, this electrician looks like Jacob from Lost. And there's a reason he looks like Jacob from Lost. Because it is Jacob from Lost. It's Mark Pellegrino. Now, we see that he's just cut the feed to Casey's surveillance. And right now, the team is searching LaFleur's room for the device. But what's this? Chuck sees a box. And he's going to flash on it. Cool. Mark Pellegrino shows up in the elevator, and now he's dressed in a suit. He looks like a fed, and these agents seem to know the guy. Then she dumps him. I swear, I'm going to say it. Actually, I'm taking him. Hey, man. I expect to see you today. Oh, never a day off when you need Wow, he just killed two FBI agents, and Sarah and Casey are ready to get the heck out of there. Chuck isn't as acrobatic as Sarah, and him jumping on Casey's head is hilarious. Does the word silent have a different meaning in geek that I'm not aware of? Look, I'm sorry, I thought it was on vibrate. At least I got the list. It's a Venetian puzzle box. Very popular with Renaissance buys. It's locked. It's a, hey, but, but, but the, the running, jumping, shooting people part of the job, that's all you guys. But the puzzles, that's all me. You see, you'd think it'd be numerals one through 12 in a row, but these boxes used a complicated Fibonacci sequence. 
let's see what we got. Wow, good job, Chuck. And uh, Sarah even seems impressed. Uh, right back with a containment unit. Oh crap, it just sprayed all over Chuck and Sarah, and now they're freaking out. Chuck and Sarah hop into the shower, and they're furiously trying to get whatever the substance is off of them. And then something strange happens. Chuck realizes I'm in the shower with Sarah and I'm washing her body. <laughs> Get the door. That's Casey. We have no time to waste. Quick. Oh, thank God Casey's here. This is excellent. Or is it? Jill? Chuck. How'd you... Bellman sent me to your room. <laughs> I knew it. Jill, wait, 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 wait. It's not what you think. Jill, please, I could be dying. Yeah, I don't think she's going to listen to you, Chuck. Uh, this looks bad. Now, Casey is analyzing the substance that came out of the puzzle box, and we're going to see if it's indeed poisonous. Um, how long, how long does this thing take? How, how does Jill pick that exact moment to walk into this? I mean, what, what, what are the odds? Does, does, this, does this give us the antidote? Because I think I, I, feel my, I feel my throat is closing up on me right now. What is it? What is it, flesh-eating bacteria or anthrax? Am I going to die? You can add ice and give it to little kids to sell on street corners. I knew it. Drugs. It's powdered fruit punch, dumbass. Wait. So not only did we not get the fulcrum list, but Jill's never going to speak to me again because she caught me naked rinsing off fruit punch with another woman? Comet spy problem. Really? <laughs> now let's cut back to the buy more and Emmett's not done investigating Chuck. Now he's going to talk to some of the other employees like Jeff and Lester. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know anything. Oh, of course you do, Lester. You've worked very closely with Charles for years. Perhaps I've overstated the nature of our relationship. We don't socialize much. In fact, I felt slighted on more than one occasion. Oh, good. Then you won't have a problem ratting him out. <laughs> I have no ethical dilemma, Emmett. I just don't know anything. Then who does? Jeff. I would ask Jeff. I don't rat. Only thing my mother taught me from the joint. You want answers? Talk to the engine. Engine is a highly derogatory term referring to Native Americans, not East Indians, you cretin. Grab a shiv and make your move. We should run now. He's in prison mode. Uh-oh. He's in prison mode. <laughs> Shut up. I guess I haven't made myself clear. You both host an unsanctioned card game in this break room? You give me something on Bartowski, or no more poker night. Chuck's cheating on his lady. Oh. We saw him in this brunette bird leaving some fancy real silverware joint a couple of nights ago. She's not as well endowed as I would like. Come on. What's her name? Who is she? No more poker night. Morgan. 
You gotta break Morgan. Chuck tells him everything. His beard holds so many secrets. Morgan. <laughs> I love that. So many secrets. Now let's cut to Chuck, and he's still trying to get Jill to believe him and his crazy stories. Come on. We don't buy it, Chuck. Hey, Jill, it's, it's me again, Chuck. Lucky message number four. Listen, I just wanted to say I totally understand why you're not calling me back, because, look, if I saw what you saw, then I'd be thinking what you're thinking, you know. Not that I presume to know what you're thinking. It's just a logical deduction to think what you saw would be what you think, if that's, in fact, what you're thinking. Actually, I can explain a lot better than that if you just call me back. Please, at your earliest convenience, bye. Uh, good luck there, Chuck. Uh, now Jeff and Lester are going to talk to Morgan. He needs to tell Emmett about Chuck because they can't lose their poker game. And I think it's real cool, like in the background and all the uh, HGTVs, you see a classic Bugs Bunny episode called What's Opera, Doc? It's the one where kill the wabbit. Kill the wabbit. I love that. Grimes, you got to give Milbar something, man. If you don't, he's not going to let us have a weekly poker game. Yeah, don't do it for us, Morgan. Do it for Bimoria. Also, I didn't mention this before, but I love this is the first mentioning ever of Bimoria. <laughs> I love it. So, Grimes, have you thought any more about our chat this morning? Are you ready to help me help Bimoria? Yeah, okay, I mean... Uh, okay. You want to know where Chuck goes on these service calls? Yes, please. He goes and he fixes computers and computer-related software. Why do you protect him? What does that Charles have over you? Um, 23 years of best friendship? Oh, please. And right at that moment, Emmett sees Jill walking into the Bymore, going straight up to Chuck... You can see by his body language, he's trying really hard to tell something to her. And Emmett now knows he has some ammunition. I know everything there is to know about the man, but you're not going to hear it from me. And if you're looking for dirt, well, nothing to say, dude. Because Chuck Bartowski is the straightest shooter I know. Really? That's right. You have a bizarre sense of straightest, since your bestie has two girlfriends. What are you talking about? I mean, isn't Bartowski's bimbo a blonde? I don't know if Sarah's a natural blonde. I mean, it's kind of impolite to ask, you know. <gasps> oh, my God, it's Jill. Thank you. I didn't know its name. That's that's Chuck's whole college girlfriend. Thank you again. You are a font of information. Twice the intelligence I had before. How could he not have told me? Oh, you can have your poker game now. And do not worry. I will not tell Bartowski that his best buddy was the weak link. Cheers. <laughs> Poor Morgan. But seriously, what could Emmett possibly do? Now, let's cut into the stock room. And Chuck now has Jill in a place where he can explain to her what's going on. Sorry. Okay. Jill, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming, Jill. I, I appreciate it. Give me three seconds to convince me what I saw wasn't what I saw. That's going to be a little tough because I can't get into specifics without you having to know, like, really high-level, top-secret government... We broke into Guy's room trying to find some of his research, and we found this box. But when we opened it, it sprayed this stuff all over Sarah and I. So when you saw the two of us in our underpants, what you really saw were two people trying to wash off what we thought was poison, but really turned out to be powdered fruit punch. See? There. Simple. Do you believe me? What kind of fruit punch? Okay, now you're just messing with me. No, no. Chuck, I believe you. Really? <laughs> I, I was listening to what I just said right now, and I sounded completely ridiculous. He was crazy paranoid. You couldn't open an email without solving a puzzle first. If he cared about something, he would have hidden it. 
Maybe the fruit punch was a clue. We have to go somewhere. But before we do, how do you feel about blindfolds? You brought her here? Um... Bartowski is not a secret location if you invite people over. Okay, but Jill here, Jill knows about Guy's puzzles. They just found two dead FBI agents in LaFleur's room. Now's not the time to be planning game night with your girlfriend. Jill, would you please tell them what you told me about, about how the fruit punch might actually be a clue? Guy's paranoia manifested itself in obscure ways. Odd literary references, mathematical proofs. The logon for his computer was a randomly selected word from a piece of Vogon poetry. So what do you think the fruit punch might mean? What kind of fruit punch was it? Uh, I guess traditional fruit punch, you guess. Please tell me you got the exact formula. Okay, um, is there a mass spectrometer around? Casey, get the spectrometer. Do we have one of those? I don't know. Do they have a spectrometer? I bet they do. season her huh now we compare the crystalline powders chemical composition to a list of known products it's um it's root and raspberry flavored high c root and raspberry maybe maybe it has something to do with the football team or cheerleaders what about international waters? I see. That's good. That's good. Wait, guys, guys, this is a music box. It's a music box. It's it's not it's not high C S E A. It's high C, like a musical note. High C. What, what where's a pitch pipe when you need one? <laughs> I love it. <gasps> Choir boy. What? I wasn't hatched. <laughs> Check it out. Huh, those are opera glasses. <clears throat> now Chuck picks up the opera glasses and he flashes on it. Now this is interesting. Jill has no idea that Chuck has the intersect. So she's kind of looking and Chuck's trying to hide the fact that he just flashed and Sarah's looking at Jill, trying to see, did she notice anything? And if she did, she's hiding it well. Oh, no. Actually, they're not. Um, this is a key. A key to a very super secret lockbox. The Culpa Ring used to use stuff like that to pass along information during the Revolutionary War days. Wow. Chuck, that's impressive. Yeah, nice going there, Brainiac. But before you go getting all full of yourself, this is the key. Where's the lock? The question, my dear Casey, is where's the opera? Aha! And then we hear an opera! La Triviata by Verde. Sorry, guys, that's the best I could do. You're not concerned to involve a civilian in a covert government investigation? Uh, the girl's personal knowledge of Gil Floor makes her of use to us. You sure you're not just jealous Bartowski's found himself a new piece of asset? Ugh, real subtle, Casey. Where's <sighs> that doofus? He loved the opera. 
Here's his family's box. Whoa! Not bad. You really feel like you're on top of the action. How do you know what you're looking for? Uh, oh, well, it'll match the end of this key. You know, something... Something... Like this. Chuck sees a tiny keyhole on the floor with four holes on it. Hey. Shall we see what we got? Uh-oh, the Tuttle Electric guy is back. Hey, we got it! No, 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 Mr. Corson. Get out of your hair in a minute, okay? Oh, don't have a minute to train to rehearse. It's just a quick, quick, quick minute. You know, government stuff. Watch out. So Casey opens the box and we see a timer with some blocks in it. It definitely looks like a bomb. Casey, that's a bomb. Well, they're going to do the smart thing and get the heck out of there, right? All right, rehearsal's over. Everyone out of here. Okay, come on, Chuck. Let's go. We got to go. Wait, this doesn't make any sense. You wanted to help people, not hurt them. This isn't a bomb. This is a clue. Jill, if it looks like a bomb and it ticks like a bomb, then generally it's a bomb. No, this is a puzzle we have to solve before the timer runs out. Oh, and what if you're wrong? That doesn't happen. Look, it's a, it's a music thing. What, what's the opera? Forty uh, La Traviata. Well, how does, how does that go? You play violin, right? Uh-uh. Dad made you play the flute. <laughs> Let's not bring that up. Come on, come on. Get them all out. All of them. Go, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to move her. It's not happening. Let's go. Chuck, come no, on. Look, look, Jill has yet to be wrong, okay? She says it's not a bomb. I believe her. Hurry up, Chuck. Hurry up, Chuck. No, no, no. Not, not. Yes, yes, yes. Put that there. Hey, Chuck, hurry. Put this over. They got it just in time. Just as the counter read 0007, and something pops out of it. It's a flash drive. This must be it. That's how we do that, huh? Jill, it was all you. No, you. It was all you. Hey, uh, all right. Um, I love love, huh? Oh, Casey. Now, let's cut back to the orange-orange, and Beckman seems pretty happy with what they found. The flash drive containing Guy's list is encrypted using a 512-bit AES cipher. Right now, the computer is trying every possible key against the encrypted data. When it finds a match, we'll have the identity of every Fulcrum agent with whom Guy was in contact. How long will that take? Could be hours, could be days. Excellent work, you two. Please thank the asset for his service. By the way, where is Chuck? My guess would be rounding second base. subtle Casey no in fact Casey's never subtle is he now let's cut back to Chuck's apartment and see what he's up to with Jill ahem you were brilliant tonight no you Mm-mm. all you no 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 I can't I can't I can't do this you don't have to do a thing it's gonna be all me I Mm, that's very gracious of you, but no, that's not. So 
What I'm saying is that I mean I can't do this. I can't. I can't do this. And you're right, Chuck. Casey is indeed watching you and Jill. Buy more tomorrow. What time? Take the latent heat of aquatic fusion. Then calories per gram. Of course. And then subtract the atomic number of thulium. Got it? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll see you then. Nerd code. <laughs> I love that. And then I love Chuck's face as he turns around to the camera. So, back at the Buy More, Chuck is there to ask Morgan if he could please cover for him, but now with the knowledge that Morgan has, he's not sure Chuck is really that great a friend. Hey, hey, buddy, listen, I need you to cover for me with Emmett today. Gotta cut out early. I see. Big night the lady, huh? Actually, uh, yeah, we're sneaking off for a little romantic getaway. Oh, how sweet. So you and Sarah are taking a little trip together, huh? Yeah, we're, uh, just David Pinocchio, right? I know you're seeing Jill. You what? You how? How do you, how, you know about Jill? Apparently I'm the last one to know, too. Matt Millbarge knows about it. This is Jill. Dude, I spent months helping you get over her. Look, Chuck, we're best friends, but if you're not telling me about this, what else aren't you telling me? Wow, Morgan is hitting on things more than he realizes. What indeed is Chuck not telling him? Morgan, I'm so sorry, buddy. I really am. And and trust me, there is so much that I wish that I could tell you, but I, you know, I can't. Dude, you've never lied to me before. Exactly. So just trust my judgment on this, okay? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I gotta go. Can you cover me? Of course I can cover for you, man, because we're best friends, and that's what best friends do. They lie for each other, but they don't lie to each other. That's all. Got it. Trust me. And thank you. Thank you. And now as Chuck and Jill are going on a romantic adventure, we hear the song Buildings and Mountains by Republic Tigers. I'm going to grab some uh, turkey jerky inside. You want anything? Uh, a water and some gummy bears. Okay, come right up. Have you heard from Chuck? And now Sarah's wondering where the heck Chuck is, and uh, Casey does a search for him. I'll do a GPS search on his watch. The torp's gone off grid. Oh, crap. Now the Tuttle guy's back. Well, Chuck comes out of the store, and he doesn't realize the guy's got Jill at gunpoint. Hey, no gummy bears, so I hope you like sour... Chuck, help! Jill! That's close enough. You have something that belongs to me. What? No, this? No, no, no. I, I see, I paid I paid for this. But you can have it. Why don't you just let the girl go, and then you can tell me what it is exactly that you've lost, and then maybe I can help you find it. Bring me Lafleur's list, or the girl dies. <laughs> Opera House, midnight. Well, that's not good. So Chuck rushes back to tell Casey that they indeed took Jill. They took her! Where the hell you been? You deliberately went off grid. Some guy just took Jill. He said if I didn't bring him Gee's list of Fulker Mages, he's going to kill her. That's not going to happen. Yeah, of course not. I'm going to bring him the list and I'm going to get her back. 
No, you're not. They'll kill her either way. What? No! That can't happen! Please, Casey, will you please help me? No. I gotta call Washington and report it. You stay right here. Don't move. You've done enough damage already. We know that in this episode, Casey hasn't been very subtle or anything, and maybe he could have handled Chuck a little bit better, but he didn't. He made it seem like he wasn't going to help Chuck. So Chuck had to resort to doing something rash, and that's to take the file and run with it. General, we have a situation. Treason Bartowski, please just let me go. Shoot him, Walker. Take him down. I'm sorry. I have to. It's Jill. Well, what was she going to do? She can't shoot Chuck. Now, as Chuck runs to the break room to grab his keys, he looks and he sees Morgan's locker and he stares at it for a moment. And you're wondering, what's on his mind? And if you paid attention earlier, you know exactly what's on his mind. You could have shot him. He's the intercept. Is that all he is? You could have at least kneecapped him. I have a trace on Chuck. He's heading downtown. You get the car, I'll get the guns. So Chuck arrives at the opera house and he's there ready to exchange the chip for Jill. Jill! Can we dispense with the pillow talk and just do this? Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, let her go. Not so fast, you've seen mine. Now show me yours. That's fine, but first I need to know that she's going to be safe. That's not how this works. You hand over the list or I shoot you both. That's not how this works either. Go in the car, Chuck. Don't move, Chuck. Stay right where you are. I have a sharpshooter trained on you. Oh, do you? Now I have the sniper. I still have the advantage. Somebody give me the list or I shoot Chuck. Yeah. Go ahead and shoot him. You know, I was thinking about shooting him myself. That's a great... Why would you... What? What? What are you, crazy? How about nobody? How about nobody shoots Chuck? Not Sarah, Chuck. Get in that list, and I will end your miserable existence. It's your choice. Would you rather I shoot the girl? Please don't. I would rather you not shoot the girl. Just point the gun back at me, please. No, go ahead. Shoot the girl. Some situations, collateral damage is unavoidable. No. It's always avoidable. Look, I have it, okay? Here it is. Right here. Here's the list. Bartowski! Look, you got a better plan? Because I'm not okay with collateral damage right now. I love how Chuck is, like, winking at Casey, like, I'm up to something. <laughs> but I think Casey's too pissed at this time to notice that. Here you go. Here's your list of all the Fulcrum agents. 
Well, Mr. Casey, Fulcum would rather you not know who we have inside government. Show must go on. Now, sir! Hey, hey, you're okay, you're okay. Crap, he got away. I'm so sorry. He's gone, he's gone, it's all over. You're okay, Let's cut to the buy more, and it's time for poker night. Yeah, poker night. All I had to do was write out my best friend. I saw that, Grimes. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> What's a card game without a couple of brewskis? And by couple, do you mean 14? Oh, God. <laughs> I love the way Emma goes, oh, God, as Jeff just holds the entire six pack over his head. Starts chugging. I won't forget the loyalty you showed, Grimes. Tonight we drink. Tomorrow Bartowski gets his. Whatever, dude. Beer? Oh, no. I brought my own. Tastes like high school. <laughs> Tastes like high school. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Emmett's got himself some wine coolers. Donkey's wild. Let's go. Is going to put the poker in strip poker. Let's play it out, boys. Let's play it out. Are you sure you're okay? I think so. Is this a normal day at the office for you? Yeah, except Casey doesn't usually sing. Okay, first, I'm going to have you arrested for crimes against your country. I'm going to take you down to Club Gitmo, hang up by your fingernails with the boys. Hey, I appreciate the threats. I really do. But can I please explain myself? Explain what? You gave away classified intel to the enemy. Now we're never going to know the identities of those fulcrum agents. Ye of little faith, Casey. Come on, buddy. Do you really think that I would give that guy the list to destroy before I made myself a copy? Hey, Q36 game copier. Thankfully, Morgan is too cheap and unethical to pay for his own video game entertainment. Canada's greatest gift since Shania Twain. Aha, see, Casey? Thank you for saving my life. Sorry for not trusting you with Chuck. You want to pay me back? Don't hurt him again. I won't. I wouldn't. I care about Chuck. Me too. It's my job to protect him. From anything. Yeah, you better believe it. Now let's cut to the next day, and Emmett doesn't look too good. He's looking a little worse for wear. He's looking a little hungover. Hey, Emmett. Stop screaming. Wow. Too much fun last night, huh, pal? Oh, I should never have gone for that second fuzzy navel. That wine cooler had 4% alcohol. (laughs) 4%. (laughs) I know, I know. I tell you what, though. Let's talk about it. In my office. This way. You know, I wanted to talk to you today about a little technique that we developed around here that worked wonders. 
during the Harry Tang years. Can we talk about this some other time, Grimes? You see, Bimoria is a country governed by law, but occasionally a vigilante hero has to rise and take that law into his own hands to protect the country that he loves. This is from last night, after poker. Is that you in Big Mike's office after hours? That's weird because I thought that was off limits, even to you. Six years to community college to assistant manage a bunch of registered jockeys. Oh man, you do not look good. Oh, oh. good lord! <laughs> now I know that we're. Countrymen and all hate to have to run this up the flagpole. You would. Damn right I would. If you don't call off this witch hunt for Chuck Bartowski, this goes public. Do we understand each other? Good. Viva by Moria. Yeah! Viva by Moria. Very like high school! Oh. Yuck. Now let's come back to Sarah and Casey, and they're still trying to decrypt that list. And we hear the song... Keep Yourself Warm by Frightened Rabbit. And in the span of Chuck over the seasons, we'll hear quite a few Frightened Rabbit songs, and they're all awesome. Okay, computer's back up. It's decoding the list. Just a matter of time before we learn the identities of Fulcrum's agents. Oh. Oh. Hey! Hey, yeah, hey, that's fine. I wasn't going to pack that one anyway. Oh, wait. Hey, no, the hotel's booked, so we should probably go if we're going to be traffic. Or we could just get the weekend started right now. Uh, what, what about, what about the... Oh, I have some spy moves of my own. So, uh, Jill has thrown her shirt over the camera because her and Chuck want to fool around. gonna do this again you know what he had a big day today how about we give him a little break huh well that's nice of sarah to want to give chuck a break but the list is ready it's been decrypted and we're gonna see it start scanning different faces as it cuts to chuck and jill making out decryption key's been found Then something incredible happens. We don't see it at first, but Sarah looks up to the monitor and horror strikes her face. And her and Casey grab their guns and they get out of there. Because lo and behold, Jill is a fulcrum agent. Holy crap! You won't find love in a, won't find love in a hole. 
won't find love in all. And I love this moment as Sarah and Casey bust into the apartment and it's slow-mo of them coming into the room and they see that Chuck is gone and his watch is there too. So there's no way to track him. cut to Chuck and Jill in her car and they're driving on the highway and Chuck has never felt safer. Safe at last. Well, holy crap, Jill is a fulcrum agent. And I don't even remember the first time I watched this season if I suspected that the whole time. Sure, you know, the show trains you to wonder if everyone is a secret undercover spy. But Jill, it was always possible. One thing that I think is fun after having watched this season many times, you go back and you rewatch Chuck vs. the X to look for clues if she gave anything away that she was an agent. And there are little subtle things that you wonder about. The main one I looked at was that when Jill showed up at Chuck's hotel room right after him and Sarah got out of the shower, why did she show up like that? Remember, she heard on the phone what sounded like Chuck and Sarah, you know, having relations and she would be pissed at him. That might be a reason to go and show up to find out what was going on. Or maybe the fulcrum agent called her, said he looked at the hotel room. There was nothing that Gila Fleur left behind. So Chuck's team must have it. So she was to rush there and maybe find out maybe. I don't know. I'm just looking. I'm just uh, looking at little details and clues here. And it is a pretty effective surprise. I love the way they handled it in this episode. The main thing that I'm bummed about is Chuck because he finally thought he had a relationship that was normal again that made him feel like his life was fine. Sorry, Chuck. It's not. One of my other favorite bits here, of course, was the Emmett Millbarge, his fuzzy naval wine coolers. And I also love, of course, the mentioning of Bimoria, which Viva Bimoria. I love it. Uh, The great episode. I can't wait to see what happens in the next episode. So hopefully you guys will join me with season two, episode eight, Chuck versus the Gravitron. Now go to chuckpodcast.blogspot.com to check out my Chuck blog. Also send me some feedback. Send it to nimpodcast at gmail.com or you can send me a voicemail at 1-206-309-4729. And like I said, go to iTunes, subscribe to the show, rate it, review it. I'd love that. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show and joining me on my journey to cover every single episode of Chuck. It's my favorite show and I hope it's yours too. So what are you guys waiting for? Go watch some more Chuck and I'll see you next time. Very like high school. Oh. Now this is podcasting. Casting.